Hello, and welcome to Gilead. I'm Rebecca Anderson, one of the pastors here, and I'm so glad you found us. This November, 2022, our worship theme is Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. If you don't know, that's the name of an old militaristic hymn. But in our case, it's a sermon series in which we tell serious stories of times we stood up for shit and sermons that are supposed to be funny. What could go wrong? As it turns out, not that much. Vince Amlin kicked off our series, and I think you'll agree, he crushed it. Our headliner this evening (laughs) needs no introduction. Please welcome to the stage, Vince! Keep it going for Mary Taylor. I was shopping at uh, TJ Maxx the other day because Village Discount is too clean and well organized. (laughs) And I picked out a little plaid number, hashtag elder millennial, hashtag side part. (laughs) The tag said it was $24.99, which seemed high for a garment that I had just dug out from under a tub of pink Himalayan salt and a throw pillow that said, I am enough. (laughs) So I was about to put it back, but then I noticed that the price tag also said, compare to (laughs) $49.99. And I'm a rule follower, even from inanimate objects. So I did what the tag commanded of me. I checked the numbers in the tens place, two, four. From there, it was pretty straightforward. And I realized, holy shit, this shirt is a deal. It costs less than half of the other arbitrary number they printed on this tag. And since I had my calculator out anyway, I figured, like, why stop there, right? I just kept comparing. I compared it to $99.99. All of a sudden, I was getting four shirts for the price of one. I went wild. I compared it to $999,999.99, as far as my calculator would go. That's a 40,000% markdown in this economy. And then I thought, Vince, there are 37.2 trillion cells in the human body. Why are you being such a fucking cheapskate? There are 200 billion trillion stars in the universe, but you won't use two months Netflix money to complete your cosplay of 2012. (laughs) Everything is relative, is what I'm saying, and, and arbitrary, like, Like a chef can work their whole career hoping to get a single star in the Michelin Guide. And I debated, am I gonna say Michelin or Michelin? And I did the most pretentious one. (laughs) That's a huge deal to have a one Michelin star restaurant. That means you are one of the best. But to have a one Yelp star restaurant means that right now you are giving someone diarrhea. (laughs) 
There are only 137 restaurants in the entire world that were awarded three Michelin stars this year. But if your hotel has three stars on Travelocity, you don't even have one of those waffle machines. Okay, it's just a plastic cereal dispenser with like pre-pandemic raisin bran in there. You push the lever and nothing comes out. If you're a two-star general in the army, and I had to look this up because I don't support the troops, but if you're a two-star general, if you're a, I figured that was gonna go one way or the other. I, if, you, if you're a two-star general in the army, you have 10 to 15,000 people under your command. If you're a two-star lift user, the only option the app gives you is being thrown in the back of a utility van. Okay, you have to have five stars. And you have to give five stars. Like the other day, I had a perfectly adequate lift ride. Not the best, not the worst, fine. I got out, tapped four stars, and lift was like, what went wrong? Which seemed like kind of an overreaction to a B minus. Like there are plenty of places where getting four out of five is exceptional. If you get a hit, four out of five at-bats, you are the greatest baseball player who ever lived. I knew that wasn't gonna work in this crowd. That's why I wrote this next one. If you get four out of five of your children down the Oregon Trail, you have beaten the odds on diphtheria. And you're also gonna need a lot of bear meat, okay? Hit that space bar. But, on the ride-sharing app for kids with overly invested parents, 80% is a fail. And they, they had options for like what the problem was. Was the music too loud? Did the driver talk too much? Was the car dirty? I just tapped other and said, if every ride is five stars, it kind of takes away the specialness. <laughs> no, I didn't, of course, I just went back and gave five stars because that's the standard now. The assumption is a perfect score, not just for him, but for me. Right, when I got out of that car, that driver gave me five stars too. I know, because I have a perfect five star rating on Lyft. And <laughs> for some reason, I feel proud of that, even though it is a score I obtained by sitting in a car. <laughs> like, I think one could make an argument, that's not even something we have to be scoring. <laughs> And I know you're gonna say like, oh, what about all the drunk people who puke in there or like the murdery people who stab or whatever. <laughs> and I, I totally get that. And my system accounts for that. I think this is a great example of a class that should be taken pass fail. <laughs> Either you can sit in a car and keep your knife to yourself <laughs> or you've lost that privilege. But even if we're gonna have a rating system, let's just take the expectations down a notch. Like, I'm a 3.7 lift rider at best, okay? I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not sitting in the front seat like a monster. I'm just, I'm not bringing a lot of like value added to the experience. Like I kind of just get in and buckle my seatbelt and face forward. Living up to that, five-star rating makes me anxious, it's too much pressure. It's like the car pulls up and I'm offering them a bottle of water and mints. I have a portable charger with me in case they're running low. I offer to change the radio station. B 
because you have to be five stars. That's the only option. The only other option is zero stars. And I know you're like, there is no zero stars. The lowest you can give is one star. But how does every one star review begin? I wish I could give zero stars. <laughs> Everything is either or, perfect or worthless. It doesn't matter how much good is in something or someone. If there's any bad, it's out. Like, you've seen those one-star reviews of national parks? No, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Uh, <laughs> like, the person that reviewed uh, all six million acres of Denali National Park by saying, the bus stops way too much. <laughs> You really summed it up, sir. Thank you. My family and I will be taking our business to the gates of the Arctic, where they don't even have a bus because there are no roads. It's the least visited national... Okay, it's fine. Or the review that said Mount Rainier National Park was like a juicy piece of steak presented on a trash can lid. I share your, your <laughs> anger. It's the tallest mountain in the United States. The rock is 500,000 years old. It's on a list of like the most dangerous volcanoes in the world. And it's being taken down by someone whose only other review is for the never ending possible at Olive Garden. <laughs> Five stars, of course. Five or zero, perfect or worthless. That's what Jesus says about the way the Pharisees think. And yes, this is the part in every comedy set where it takes a <laughs> sharp turn into scripture. And it's totally, I did it naturally. I think we can all agree, I nailed it. He says they're perfectionists. They spend their time carefully observing all the religious laws, like measuring out 10% of their mint and dill to give to the temple, but they lose sight of the bigger things, like justice and mercy. Like, like yes, you're technically following the rules, but you're also being an asshole. It's, they're like the, I'm not touching you, of first century religious leadership. <laughs> Jesus says it's like washing the outside of the cup and leaving the inside dirty, which if you only have time to do one is the wrong one. <laughs> but also like, what are you doing that you're that busy? Are you a brain surgeon and a rocket scientist? That don't impress me much. <laughs> call, call back. Uh, <laughs> his point is that trying to be perfect, trying to be five stars to say and do all the right things all the time, it doesn't actually make someone good. It makes them kind of anxious and judgmental which you already know if you've been on Facebook anytime since 2012. It's like 50% people posting I am enough from their self-care baths and 50% people telling strangers to do better, which is the worst throw pillow that I bought at TJ Maxx. <laughs> but that's what happens when you think you have to be perfect. You, you can't do it. And so since you know in your heart you're a 3.7 at best, then the only option is to take others down, to tell God, you know, maybe I don't seem like five-star material to you, but compare. Next to these jerks, I don't look that bad, right? Like, I might be a Jerusalem four, but I'm an Indianapolis nine. <laughs> that cuts close to home for me. <laughs> and, and just because I want to be perfect too, let me just say, through history, some Christians have used Jesus' words about the Pharisees to act like he was comparing Jews and Christians, which is anti-Semitic and garbage. 
every person in all of these stories is Jewish. And also, if any group of people are going to call out others for being hypocrites, I'm definitely glad it's the Christians. <laughs> they have a great track record. Anyway, <laughs> it's not like Jesus is even saying the Pharisees are bad. He wouldn't give them zero stars even if he could, which I guess he could because he's Jesus. Could Jesus make a rating system? Mm. So, all right. Okay. Uh, he's just saying you're not five stars. You're like somewhere between two and four stars, which is to say you're human and that's fine. You're not like two Michelin stars good, but you're also not two Yelp stars bad. You're okay. You're worthy. You're loved. And so is everyone else. Stop comparing yourself to them. Stop making a big deal like the difference between two and four stars is so huge. Like, good job on measuring herbs correctly. You could try sitting in a car. You'd be great at it. You want something to compare yourself to? There are 200 billion trillion stars in the universe. Start there. That's what the psalmist does in Psalm 8. And yes, there's an aggressive amount of scripture in this sermon. Anyway, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them? Mortals that you care for them. Compared to all of creation, compared to all those stars, every human being is like a zero. But the psalm doesn't stop there. It says, yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. God could compare us with perfection. God chooses to compare us with what it was like before we were created in the time when there were no stars when there was no you when the earth was formless and void and God looks at you and sees value added even when we're just sitting there doing nothing and not just you all the others around you especially the ones tempted to compare ourselves to. God created them and calls them good, relatively. And God loves them arbitrarily. Keep it going for Vince Amlin.